everyone. Welcome to another episode of FTU, Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. Uh, today, I'm joined by a good friend, Enrique. Uh, we served together in the mean streets of uh, Bravo Company 98. Uh, I don't know. I like to equate that time to... It wasn't really like you know federal prison time. It was more like doing time down in the county, I guess. Something like that. Something like that. Um, so, um, just so everyone knows, um, you know, I have some sound effects here, so, uh, want to introduce Enrique properly, you know, what's the saying, to make money, you gotta spend money, and so, uh, this is, uh, Enrique's official entrance. That's like a 300 thing there. That's pretty good, right? That's like that's a... That's pretty legit. I'm pumped. high society. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped now. <laughs> so Enrique is currently in the process of transitioning out, and uh, he's actually had ventured into property investments, uh, which I know nothing about, uh, which is part <laughs> of the reason why I wanted to bring him on here, because it sounds like a good venture. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do something like that, um, but I know if I follow what Enrique does, I know I'll be successful. Um, so let me, with that being said, let me pass it over to you, Enrique. Awesome. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Thanks for the for having me here, man. Thanks for the invite. Um, yeah. So into real estate investment, more in the commercial side. That's what I'm choosing to do as I leave the military. How did you find out about this? Like, how, how did you... Because for me, I would, I've heard about, like, flipping houses. Mm-hmm. You know, most people in the Army have heard about, like, flipping houses or yeah. buying a house and turning it into a B&B. Yeah. You know? uh, but commercial real estate, I haven't heard too many people go, go that route. All right. So, yes, yeah, especially around Fort Bragg or Fort Liberty, whichever one you want to say, call them today, but... Uh, especially around Fort Bragg, you have a lot of fix and flippers, right? Uh, it's, it's different. They buy a property, uh, rehab the property, put a tenant there, or re, uh, refinance, get rid of the property or keep the property and just cash flow out of it, right? That's very popular around here. Uh, that's a lot of active work from what I was looking at when I did my research, Um then multifamily showed up, and multifamily, I know many people call it four units, a fourplex, they call it multifamily, which it is, that's more on the residential side of multifamily, and then five units and higher is considered a commercial uh, multifamily, commercial size multifamily. Um, <clears throat> the way you get this these opportunities or the way you get this this. Uh, these, these apartments, right? Uh, for example, my company focuses on units 50 and up, right? 15, uh, 50 plus units. Uh, we look for 1980 vintage, which means like it was built in 1980. Um, and obviously, I still don't have the liquidity to be able to afford these properties. We're talking million dollar properties, right? But I can 
link up with all their investors as well, right? And we create what's called a syndication. These investors are called limited partners. They bring capital into the uh, the investment along with my team, and we we uh, we fund and source this multifamily property, right? And then comes benefits to the limited partners and. Uh, and then we, we execute a business plan. There's a lot to say, so I'll stop here, and then you ask me questions, and then we keep going. Yeah, so, like, you know, for me, I'm not rich. I don't have, like, a lot of money. Yeah. But if I, if say, like, or somebody who's listening to this, if they want to, like, get, like, get involved with you, yeah. but they have no idea what they're doing, mm-hmm. like, are, are there groups where they can do that or could they contact you or like how would somebody who just has no clue what they're doing get, get involved with this um, and I guess not be, I guess, not, robbed? Not bad robbed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's possibility of that. Um, so the way I got started on this, I guess, to answer your question is I got into a mentorship. So there's a billion gazillion mentorships out there. Uh, they all run from different prices. They all have different lengths. They offer different benefits. Um, so I'm part of a mentorship. This mentorship allows me access to online training. Um, I have coaches. Right, right before I met with you today on, for this meeting, I was on on a Zoom with my coach. So these coaches, it's called accountability coaches, um, teach you time management mindset. Um, uh, help you with the business. The mentorship helps you structure your business, what kind of lawyers you need or attorneys, title company. You pretty much have a, they take you to the steps to establishing a business, and then they take you through the steps on on running a deal uh, and then building your network. All right. So can you figure this out by yourself watching YouTube videos? Yes. Yes, you can. I'm sure you can. I'm sure there are people that have done it. Uh, can you scale to the level where my goals are by watching YouTube videos? No. I mean, I could. It's going to take me quite some time, right? Uh, because a lot of people are going to start with a, a, a fourplex, a duplex, and they get that one and they get another one. Uh, because for you to go to a higher amount of units, uh, it requires all the type of loans and uh, other processes. So my, I highly encourage a mentorship. Do your research. Talk to students of whatever mentorships there are. Um, and I guess gather reflections from their students, and then you make a decision on, okay, this is the mentorship I should go into. There. So how, how, how did you find your mentorship? But even, believe it or not, <clears throat> we were talking about it. You and I were talking about it before this, uh, about my algorithm and your algorithm, right? <laughs> <laughs> my algorithm is different from yours where my YouTube algorithm is going to show me a lot of investing stuff because the time I spend on YouTube is all investing, day trading, right? Because I do that also on the side. Uh, so it's going to show me stocks uh, and real estate and investment and whole life insurance and IULs. That's all I watch on YouTube. So during my little YouTube time, uh, an advertisement came up. Um, so I'm not going to say the name of the mentorship because I don't know if there's some some legal stuff with that. But 
So this guy showed up and, and he's explaining how you can make, how quickly you can scale on the commercial side of real estate um, and how how having how being part of his mentorship can actually expedite your your time to success in real estate. Uh, I signed up for a one day, well, not a one day, but a two hour uh, presentation here in Fayetteville, uh, and then that two hour presentation, I signed up for the three day boot camp. Um, I was blown away. I was really interested into it. I was really interested in it, and then signed up for the mentorship. Right. Um, at first, uh, on the second day, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. It's a lot of money. Then on the third day, I was like, F it. What's what's the worst that can happen? Right. And I think it's the best thing to happen. So, um, so in a nutshell, because of YouTube advertisement, I fell into mentorship. No, that's great. Uh, no, like we were talking about, right? Like before we started, yeah. you're asking me like, how did I start this uh, podcast, right? Yep. I'm constructively lazy. Didn't get off my couch. <laughs> barely picked up the iPad. I, I I didn't even type it in. I asked Siri to search it for me. Just so use your voice. Yeah. I had to pull up the iPad so yeah. I could at least see my face to unlock. You know. And then it You're told so me how powerful. to do it. <laughs> Man, I tell you, you don't change. You don't change. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, like, people... What I have found, and this, I used to do this too, I used to stop myself from trying to do things because I, was, I would convince myself that it was difficult or it was too hard. Yep. But when I... Started just realizing, whatever, like you said, F it, right? Mm-hmm. I think the military helped me out with that, with oh, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Made me so numb, like, oh, whatever, man. Right? That, that's kind of my attitude with stuff now, right? Like, when I was younger, I, I did well in school, but I got to college and didn't make it out because, like, well, this is too hard, you know, I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. When I got in the military, it's like, I got to go to college, man, because I, I, this, I don't know about this place, man. So it encouraged me to finish college. Mm. When I started my PhD program, you know, yes, I was a, an angry person when I was in the military, but it was like a lot of times I'm standing in formation, I'm looking to my left and looking to my right. Sometimes I'm thinking, these guys are idiots, right? But then sometimes I'm standing in formation. I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at Hector. It's like, I don't, I don't know if I can keep up with these boys, man. <laughs> that's when I, that was, that's when I was young and unbroken, man. I'm yeah. halfway there. But now I'm broken. But I, I'm standing in my PhD with my cohort, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, but they're gonna have to kick me out. I'm not gonna <laughs> quit. Like you're gonna have to throw me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because screw it. I'm here. I just want the opportunity. Uh, and to and to to add to what you mentioned earlier, <clears throat> I think uh, something that we deal with, I guess, for me, and a lot of people that I know and that I've gotten to meet within the last two years, is that fear has a lot to do with how successful we are on on business, 
right? Um, but but then fear is a is a big motivator. Uh, at least it was for me. That's when I go like, "F it, what's the worst that can happen?" Right? Because I look at the uh, so scarcity mentality and then abundance mentality, right? And and that is something that I. I'm constantly trying to remind myself to just be in an abundance mindset, right? Instead of thinking, okay, uh, there's no more money. I'm going to run out of money. Or there's no more investors. I'm going to run out of investors. I found through this mentorship that there are a lot more investors. Money will come. You just got to find it, right? Kind of kind of like an idea that, uh, that keeps me. Every time that fear sneaks in, every time I'm trying to do something trying to like go higher on the business uh, there's that fear there's that emotion that I feel like it, it'll be okay you always figure it out and I think the military helps you all helped a lot because how many times you've been thrown uh, I don't know if I I don't know if I can say this word but you can blip it later how many times have you been told to polish a turd right yeah exactly yeah. so you yeah. make it work yeah. so I think the military helps out a lot with that um, but yeah a lot of a lot of fear a lot of fear uh, especially in, in in when you're trying to jump into business uh, and like I mentioned before to you I was not trying to work for nobody I know I can make it I know I'm gonna I'm gonna have some big problems with in the civilian world by me trying to work with all the people plus I didn't want my my time to be managed by anybody else um, because he he was managed for me for twenty years, and and missed a lot of my, my a lot of time with my my kids, right? So I'm trying to make that time up, and the way to make that time up is by me controlling my own time. And uh, there's no better way to do it than having your own business. Yeah, I uh, you know still want to open up my little pizza shop, my little Caesar Caesar. Okay. Where, you got a plan? Or what's up with that? No, no. So I looked into it already. Have the plan. However, like you, right? Like you, you have to know who you are, right? Yep. So, honestly, and I'm not going to be offended. Could you see me uh, interacting with customers? Like, to I could do it, but how how long would I last? Well, first, yeah, I can see you. You can do it. Um, how long would you last enough to get somebody else to now you can delegate that responsibility because you know you 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 know your limits so I delegate that responsibility as you grow so yeah I think you can do it so so that was my plan um, because I my daughter is a senior in college and she's a her major is a what is it hospitality management and restaurant management boom Yes. However, Boom. and this is the best part, right? It's like, yes, I have this master plan. Yes, we're going to go into business. We're going to start a little little Caesar, Caesar pizza pizza. And then we'll start buying them up. And it's like, so I asked her, it's like, do you want to go into business? It's like, I'll put up the money and you run it. Nah, I don't want to. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, we we're almost oh. there. <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right. It's like the offer's still there because I, it's not so much that I want to start the Little Caesar for me, it's that I want to help. It's not just enough, you know. What it, my opinion of the military is just that, right? I can comp- come on a podcast and I complain about it, but there's a lot of benefits that I took from the military. 
Yes, yes. Right? And I was able to complete my education because of the military. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's important that my children are set up um, so they're not starting. From so they don't waste started. their opportunity like I did. Mm-hmm. You know? And so with my daughter, I wanted to make sure that she was good to go with, the, with something, right? And if she changes her mind, then we can, we can do it again. And if not, then okay, we'll we'll figure something out. I guess I'll wait till my granddaughter is ready to go. Yeah, and then, then she could be uh, the little Caesar king of, uh, of North Carolina. <laughs> it's yeah, man. It's crazy because that's that's the that is my why. My why is my kids, and I, I don't know if I think this is only audio, but you can see the picture of my kids. That's that's. That's what keeps me driving, and uh, and the fact that I don't, I, I want to say I'm afraid of sitting down and like actually being retired. I don't want to do that. Uh, I don't. I don't see myself doing that. Um, so that that's that's why the business. That's why that's why the mentorships. That's the so my kids and I gotta keep swimming. And. This is going to be the first episode that I actually upload to YouTube with video. Oh, boy. So, and you picked me for that. All right. No, no. I needed somebody handsome because to <laughs> balance out my Mexican Shrek right, persona right. that I have going on here. Whatever, As you can man. see in my office, I wanted to like, hey, look at my guitars because I'm talented. <laughs> and my, table, my Van Gogh and also, uh, you know, my Dragon Ball Z stuff up here. Hey, my oldest one, he's self-taught playing guitar, those acoustics. So, yeah, that is not for me at all. That You got to have some coordination for that. Well, wait, I have to play sitting down because I'm not talented enough to stand up and play guitar. <laughs> you, uh, you get overloaded there on coordination. Yeah, huh? it's like, no, 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 it's too much. I got to sit too down. <laughs> but I can play a little, so... I'll take that. Oh man, I took that up on a one of the deployments to Afghanistan. Uh, my team leader had a guitar, so I had books too. So I started picking it up. I'm like, no, this is not for me. Then my kid tried to teach me a little bit. Like, nope, I'm out. It's a <laughs> lot of coordination, two hands. Nah, I'm my thing. Uh, I can play some, can play some bongos. I can play some congos, percussion type of stuff. Nah. No strings. So I, I wanted to ask you something else uh, besides yeah. uh, so work. So when we were in, you used to we were big into um, fitness, right? Yeah. So two two questions. One, are you still into that? And two, have you thought about like pursuing that like as a career in any way, shape, or form? Uh, maybe <laughs> as a side business. Um. Maybe in the future. Crazy enough, that was my plan years ago, right? When I was competing, like, no, I think, I think the gym is the thing, right? But there is a gym in every freaking corner, and uh, um, so maybe in the future, because my 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 oldest kid is picking it up. So if he's interested in it, just like you were talking with your daughter. Maybe having a business together, I might have a business with my, if the little one gets into it too, maybe. Um, so that's why I say in the future, definitely. Uh, 
So bodybuilding is still an interest of mine. Uh, I'm limited on certain things because like you, uh, there's some injuries and the body just don't move the same. Things like, <laughs> up, you can get up the next morning. Nothing new. Nothing you're not familiar with. Um, so I'm limited. I don't think I'll compete again, but I definitely, it, I, I keep working out because it keeps, it, it gives me a, it gives me two hours of nothing in my mind, like no thoughts. Does two that make sense? hours? Hell yeah, man. I need those two hours. <laughs> if a week goes by, I start getting grumpy. I don't know how that works, but I get grumpy. So I need to go there and just not think about anything. Just be at the gym. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, my, work- my workouts went from like an hour of just lifting weights went from like an hour and 10 minutes to like 20 minutes tops. No, man. <laughs> Even cardio, I try to do cardio and I go, I have to do at least 30, 35 minutes um, just doing cardio. Uh, yeah, I know. But it's different, right? Because for me, it's, let's call it PT, but it's my PT, it's my plan and what I know works for me. It's not somebody else's PT, like PT plan, like, hey, let's go, let's go run five miles. Well, well, well how does that help me? What do you mean? You're not throwing the ball over your head anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, and to be honest, since uh, I haven't I haven't done an ACFT in man years, uh, at least two years, just because of injuries and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a douche douchebag. Is that a bad word? Eh, that's good. That's it's not fine. okay. But, cool. Like I said, had somebody on here. Dropping F bomb, F and this and F and that. It's like, oh my god. No, <laughs> what man. Are we doing? There's been a few times here that I'm like, oops. If you see me take a lot of pauses, I'm trying to edit, bleep those same F bombs that I'm about to throw out. Like, oh. So I'm working on it. No, that's good, right? Um, we don't want you to be canceled. For when you transition out, you gotta practice that, right? Like, normal people aren't dropping F bombs left and right. <laughs> Believe it or you're right, you're right. But believe it or not, uh, so I got a lot of networking events and everything because this business is all about networking. So you've heard in the army like it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Well, no, no bleep. It is that, in especially in the real estate business, it's a lot of networking because uh, you don't you don't become successful by yourself in this, right? Um, but through networking, I've met some people that from the from the get go, from the start, they tell you, "Look, this is me. This is how I talk. I'm sorry, I'm gonna throw some f bombs." They're like, "You my people. Now we're tied." You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Instant instant report right there. Because now I can just be myself. Right? I, I don't have to keep editing myself. Uh, so yeah, I've met people like that. Not a lot of them, but there are a few. No, that's good because. You know, um, just so I started this boot camp, right? This data analytics boot camp uh, yeah. online uh, at, from Chapel Hill, UNC Chapel Hill, right? Yeah. And it's three nights a week, and they break us up into small groups. But it seems like I'm the only person that's comfortable in complete and total silence. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
because they start talking just about stuff and it's like like I'm trying to do the assignment right because data analytics is different it, it's it's a, it's different software that I haven't used before so I need to focus on that and you know they were asking me oh so Antonio uh, do you want to lead this project I just shake my head like I wouldn't even come off mute just like while we're supposed to work together it's like mm, no no uh but to like you know they would break us up into different groups and to uh like i guess try to build rapport with me which is always depending on the situation it could be the best thing because i understand where you're coming from or i can find it the, to be the most insulting thing ever mm. right but some of the groups were antonio como estas Hablas espanol, mi amigo? I was like, <laughs> here we go, here we go. It's the same thing we were talking about earlier. So this happens to you all the time. I had it like, I'm going to shut the camera off. I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk outside. And I'd come back like five minutes later. It's like, I don't know what country you're in, but in this country, we speak English. It's like, I don't know why you're speaking to me in Spanish. They're like, uh, and they'd have this look like if you want to practice something to me with me how about we practice french because i need practice with my french or how about pra we practice indonesian because i really need practice with that like well i don't speak indonesian then how about we just not speak wait do you go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. so that's at this boot camp yeah. however in other situations when people have done that it's like i understand where you're coming from and I'm not offended by it. I appreciate it because I have that look, right? Like, this is not the face of somebody who, like, hey, come on, come, come over here and <laughs> be my friend. Cool. Hey, let's let's be BFFs. That's <laughs> not, not my face, right? And so people don't really know how to approach me in person. And uh, so when they do that, I'm not offended. But when it's over virtual, or when you call me on the phone, I get offended by it. So for me, networking is a challenge leaving the military. I can see it. I can see it. Um, my challenge, <clears throat> I think my challenge has been depending on other people. Um, it's a team sport, right? Um, and I don't know if it's the military or what it is, but I think uh, I think I can do it all myself. You see what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to this business. Like you, which I, the question I was going to ask you is because you say you do data analysis. There, there's market research. There's talking to commercial brokers. There is talking to lenders, insurance. There is. Um, uh, driving around and talking to contractors and networking. There's all kinds of stuff, right? And on top of that, managing the website, managing the, the CRM. Uh, you, you know what that is. I'm sure the customer uh, customer retention management or something like that uh, is a software. So managing that at the same time you're trying to attract leads. So there's a lot in, in my head. I'm like, I can do all that. Well, you could, but you're not going to sleep, and you're not going to do a very good job. Uh, so for me, uh, the 
trying to do this on this business is being a learning curve where I have to accept like I cannot do it all by myself. Right? The net one once even at the networking event, I'm good. Right? Um but the the thought of uh I can do it all myself is always there, but it, it's it's not gonna happen. It's a lot to do in this business. So you need you need a team. So that's been my struggle. Um but you mentioned data analysis. So what kind of data do you analyze and you said Chapel Hill, right? Yeah, so right now it's just the first week and we're just like right now it's the bare basics of um like using Excel to learn all the formulas. Yeah. Uh, and and they're just giving us the data right now. Um but they're they put us in groups so we can brainstorm. Like they, they came up with this idea like a they picked a, an imaginary town. They were saying it was gentrifying, right? So businesses were coming into like the rundown area and they mm-hmm. were revitalizing it. Mm-hmm. And they wanted us to see um, like what data could we come up with that would show us the trends in that in that area, right? And so some people were thinking about like, well, what about like the taxes for the people that live in that area? Um, some people were saying, like, well, we could view, what is it, like, uh, recent purchases of in that area. It's like, well, we already know there's recent purchases because we were just told that investors are coming in and buying, buying property there. It's like, I guess we could do that. I don't know where we're going to go. Uh, but it was just, just to give us, like, an idea where we could start from, like, spitballing ideas off of each other so we could learn not to tell each other that hey you're that's a stupid idea <laughs> that that's what it was basically so we could learn how to work together because because you would be surprised it, it it's just like it was just like being in the military where somebody came up with that idea it's like well you know we don't want to go down rabbit holes it's like well it's not really going down a rabbit hole this is like practice it's an assignment and it's for an imaginary town so it's not really going down a rabbit hole it's like no well that just would never work Okay. You know, like I don't get into arguments anymore because it's, it's like, like it's a different before. world. It's a different well, world. It, well, I don't know about you, but how many times did you see guys get in arguments in in like a team room over something stupid that had nothing? Like you won an argument in a team room. So what? What did you really accomplish? Did you change the world? Did you did you solve world peace? Did you solve world hunger? No, right? So, like, why am I going to get into arguments with people online virtually for? Well, that's a stupid idea. Okay. All right. Like, sure, dude. Like, what's my goal? My goal is to learn the skills, um, so I learn how to work all these programs to help me with my PhD when I'm doing my research. That's what this what this boot camp is for. Okay. Because everybody else, like, while well, I'm looking to get another job, it's like I don't. If I could find a job doing data analysis for like uh, the Durham Bulls, yeah, you got it, man. For a sports team, yeah, I'll do it. But I don't want to sit in some office in a cubicle doing data analysis all day for some corporation. You know. That doesn't sound exciting that, at all. No, it, it. So it's like I, I just. 
want something that's going to help me complete my PhD when I write my dissertation three years from now. Man, you want the PhD route. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. You 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 got to like that to go to the PhD route. Uh, I didn't. I got an associate, and then I realized that college is not for me. Um, uh, yeah. Now, if you're gonna be a surgeon, or if I was going to be a surgeon or a lawyer, I probably need to go there. But that's those are not my aspirations. So. Like you like to be at the gym and work out? Yeah. I like to read. I like to read and run. But how much running can I do with a bad hip, a bad knee, and a bad bad shoulders and bad back? Yeah, so you're, you know? down, you're down to reading. Some days I can run like a couple of hours. And other days, a mile, and that's it. And then I got to come take like an ice cold <laughs> bath and throw ice in there. And stretch for a yeah. week and it doesn't yeah. work. And so, but if I'm going to read, I might as well read something that's going to give me a piece of paper that says I can put a few words together to form a sentence, you know? And, and you mentioned reading and, uh, anybody, I don't, I don't know if you heard me ever say that, but I was really against reading. I hated reading. I hated reading with a passion, right? Like, no, I'm not reading that. Unless unless it was a sit rep or anything that uh, yeah I have to do it is now nah, I'm gonna get fired. Uh, I would read us all that stuff all day long, but when it came to anything else, I wouldn't read right. And then that's why I said earlier joining the mentorship was the the best thing that happened. Is that it's not that I didn't like reading, I just wasn't reading something that interested me right. So it, it came down to reading interest right. Um, I found out that I can read magazines about working out back then. But anything else, like, oh, I hate reading. No, I just wasn't reading. I almost said a word there. My bad. but <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't reading stuff that was appealing to my taste, right? So now I'm always reading uh, negotiation stuff, uh, real estate stuff, uh, self-development stuff, mindset stuff, because it... I feel that that helps me. It has helped me become a better person, figure some things out, figure myself out. Um, so that's the kind of reading I do, and I, I freaking love it. If, and if I'm doing cardio on a treadmill or something, I got a, an audible on, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, uh, I wish I knew that when I was younger. I just I was just not reading the right things. So hopefully that's a value of somebody who, like me, thought they hated reading. No, you'd be surprised at how many people just like us. Maybe not exactly the same, but somebody out there is like, yeah, I know what that guy's talking about. Yeah. Because I hate reading too. Hopefully, man, yeah. Because uh, that, that was the craziest discovery to me. Like, wait, why am I reading books? Interest. There was a... I went to... Um, the UK for some training back in April. Yeah. And one of the guys that I was working with in, in the group, that I, the small group that I was in, um, he was an older gentleman, right? I'm old, right? But he, so he was a little bit older than I was. But he had that English accent, right? Like really formal, distinguished voice. I was like, you should 
re like you should go work <laughs> as like reading books, like work for Audible. I asked him, it's like, hey, man, will you record my um, voice message on my phone? <laughs> he's, he's like, what? It's like, like, will you record it? It's like, you know what? Never mind, because I'll just call myself all day just so I could hear it. So forget it. <laughs> yeah, there are there are some people, man. Uh, my, I got a brother, my oldest brother. He's always wanted to be a, a like a radio host. And he's got he's got the voice. He's got the... Obviously, it will be a radio, a radio, what do you call it? A radio DJ? host. I'm sorry. No, like a radio host for a Hispanic, Spanish, oh. uh, like in, what's the name? What's the name of the the Miami radio station? Zoe. I don't know if you, yeah, you had to go through, through Harb at some point. I did, but I, I'm from California, so I know <laughs> Radio Cali, you, man. That's... You, don't, you don't get it. You don't have an option once you land in Radio Miami. Radio Cali. Once you land in Miami, that thing is everywhere. It's all Spanish. It's a whole new. <laughs> it's a whole different world out there. Um, but so yeah, my brother has the voice and everything. I think he's trying to go get a job of that now. Uh, so he retired and also retiring from of police. Yeah, you just reminded me of that guy. No, that's good because, I mean, you got to try something new, right? Like So, like, the earlier episodes of this podcast, they were rigid. There was no editing was poor. Sound was poor. Like I said, when I had Jesse on here, it sounded like he was, you know, 10,000 miles away in a cave because <laughs> he was using just, like, regular headphones with the microphone right here. Oh, and so the yeah. microphone would drift over here. It's like... <laughs> I can't hear you, so then he'd hold it like this and get tired, and then it'd fall away, and it was like, you know, I would have to stop and think, because I wanted to be real, you know, appropriate, proper, and, you know, formal, so I was trying not to curse, so I'd think about what I wanted to say, and then I'd pause and say, um, nah, just whatever, i talk, if I say um, I don't care. I, I explained this to people, the day where I'm not saying um, that's the day that you... Probably want to, well, you want to turn around and walk away because you've hit a nerve where I'm no longer thinking. It's just coming out. It's just <laughs> reacting. And it's not going to go over too well for you. There's no more uns. Because I'm going to light you up. So you might want to just like walk away. When there's no ums, that's, that's not good for anybody. <laughs> no, uh, for for our podcast, so I... Everybody's first episodes or first episode on podcasts are like crazy, right? Um, so mine have been crazy as well. And what's, what's what's even crazier is that I go through the script later, right? I, I, I edit the script to take out some of the stuff and uh, uh, like that, right? See, like I say, am. Some people say am again because also you have a time of an hour, so. Sometimes it goes over an hour for a minute or two, so you got to make up that time somehow. Uh, but I do the editing. I, sorry, I didn't say. I didn't say it. <laughs> that thing takes me forever to edit the podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, feel your pain. That. That's why I was. Uh, you know, before we started, we were talking about the like which programs I use, right? Like River, I use Riverside to record um, because it gives me the option to 
upload it as an MP3, as just an audio file, or as a Wave 3, a video file, right? Yeah. And so I like that. I like that option. But I like Podbean because it distributes to everywhere. Right? If, oh, platform. If, yeah, if there's a platform that has podcasts, Pod, Podbean will send it there. Right? Except for YouTube. I have to manually upload that. And then uh, for editing, it's Adobe. But for me, like the editing, it's like doing the podcast started becoming a, a second job. And so I had to take a break because it's like I was doing episodes because getting people to come on. I'm like, well, people work. It's like, wow, you know, I work from home. I watch my kids as I work. So I, I have like 30 minutes. And so I'm at work, too. So I was like sitting up in my car at the commissary and using my phone as a hotspot, you know, and it's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And so I had to take a break and it's like, it, it's becoming too much like work. It's like, I don't really want to edit anymore. So I got rid of Adobe and it's like, and it, it's just going to be raw. That's what you get is what you get. And like I said, with my guests, I explained to people, Hey man, if you can't control your F-bombs, then it's just not going to air. <laughs> I can handle the other cursing, but if it's, if it's F-bombs, we're, we got to like, we got to cut it. Yeah. And most people can handle it. Yeah, uh, but it, it's I like doing it, but unless I'm earning that Pat McAfee fee or Joe Rogan, you know, I'm not going to spend the time editing and investing in the crazy boom mic and the spit guards and all this crazy stuff. Because you never know. What if you get to that level of uh, Joe Rogan? What was what was your goal when you started the podcast? What were you trying to go for? Just to help some veterans out. Just to help okay. some guys that are transitioning out, so they know that. Hey man, you're not alone, and yeah, it's a little scary, but um, you know it, it's you're right. Like if if you need help, um, if you need somebody to review your resume, like you can send it to me. I'll check it out, but just expect honest feedback, you know. Or if you want me to say that you're the you're perfect, and there's going to be a line outside the gate waiting to hire you, let me know that, and I'll tell you that if that's what you need. But tell me that beforehand. It's like cause don't get mad at me because I give you honest feedback and it's not what you wanted to hear yeah because uh, I've had a couple of people like that who were like well I was in HR and S1 right I was in HR I did that for you know 20 years I, I can go as be a manager in HR it's like mm, it's not the same it's, mm-hmm. it's not the same it's like mm-hmm. you, you don't know I was like, okay yeah okay well if you have the all, all the answers then why are you asking for my opinion you know like yeah. Yeah. It's like no education. I mean, I, I did HR for twenty years, and I have a high school diploma. What more would What more do they want? Like more than that. That that's one thing. So there's 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 two things that I don't like, and believe it or not, there's more special operations individuals around for Bragg that are doing the same thing I'm doing. And they want to help veterans. They're, they want to make sure that the veterans know all the things, just like me, all the things that there are, all the ways to, to become financially successful and, find, and, and, and just create your own business, uh, generational wealth, all these fancy words that you want to call it. And they want to teach this to veterans. But the problem that 
because I've lived it and they lived it too because they tell me it's people that come to you for help but they know all the answers well the other thing is they come to you for help they tell you okay this is what I want to do you you put in your time right because you don't have time in this business you you got things to do you you stay busy so they put they clear their schedule to put you in and then you never take action right so either yeah. you know it all or you come for help and then you never take action like brother you are wasting everybody's time and your time as well so why even why even try um <clears throat> so to provide some value to your listeners there there are a lot of people and anybody can reach out to me and and there are meetups as well real estate meetups um, these are former uh, special forces guy green beret I was in CA uh, another special special people uh, they got out and they started their own business in real estate and they're very successful and they want to help veterans so um you don't have to start like me. I didn't know any of this. I went to a networking event, and that networking event sent me back to Fibrac saying, yeah, there are people there. Because I couldn't find them anywhere. Like I said at the beginning of the show, there's only fix and flippers here. That's all I could find. <laughs> then I found uh, the multifamily people, and it continues to grow, and there are more. Uh, and there's a kid I'm trying to help out now. Uh, he's interested in multifamily and understanding multifamily. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I can help him out. Um, that would be awesome. That would be awesome to provide some value to to other veterans. Yeah, and so whoever's listening, if you need uh, ever need assistance or you ever want to reach out to somebody that you hear on this podcast. Um, you could reach me at arantonio-rodriguez98 at gmail.com, and then uh, I'll reach out to that person and give them your contact information. Yeah, uh, awesome. I, I usually do it that way so my guests aren't bombarded with one or a million emails, however many. That makes sense. But if, you could do it however you want, or if you want to give them your email or not. I, I usually do it that way, so then it uh, just... Well, I appreciate that. I didn't even think of that. Cause you just like, yeah, sure, hit me up. I don't care. I mean, um, I'm on LinkedIn, and that thing is always going. So you can go in there at me, and I'll get to it when I when I get to it. But I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we will have a website. You can schedule a call through the website. You can hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, so, so what, what, what's the website? It's foxtrot-capital.com. So okay. F-O-X-T-R-O-T-capital.com. Um, so there's a button for schedule a call. They can send me a message. I think my number is up there as well. So I can send me a text message. Well, not my number. It's a CRM because now I go freaking crazy. <laughs> with them robot call I think there's a I think the robots pick it up and they start calling you but there's nobody there yeah uh, so yeah multiple ways to hit me up if not just contact Abra Tony so so 
I don't think you've. Uh, I know you haven't heard the podcast. It, it's it's funny because I've been uh, connecting with uh, a few people from the unit, from yeah. the ninety fifth, because they stumbled on the podcast, right? Yeah. And uh, what I was telling people, one of my episodes, I was saying like, for anybody who knew me as Rod or A Rod or Hot Rod when I was in the military, it's fine. You can continue to call me that. Like, no problem. Anybody else like that, that I just meet, my name is Tony, Antonio, or Mr. Rodriguez. Oh. Until I get my PhD, then it'll be Dr. Rodriguez. I'm going to call you Mr. Rodriguez now. You know what you no. just started. Well, the, 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 the reason for that is because uh, I hated... When I was in the 82nd, that my first sergeants couldn't pronounce Rodriguez or Rodriguez. They would say, Rodriguez. <laughs> right? So they started shorting it to Rod. Rod, come here. Rod. Now you say that. A lot of Rodriguez got changed to Rod. Yep. Well, well that's not my name. And it's not just my name. It's my parents' name. And it's my kid's name. And it's like, and every time I heard those first sergeants say that, oh, I've already told my wife, if one day if you just see me sprinting as fast as I can and jumping in the air with the Superman punch, boom, and I knock a dude out, you know who was my form, one of my former first sergeants in the 82nd who could not pronounce my name because it was insulting. They're long now, gone. In, in the 95th, it was different because we, it was the Poppy Battalion, right? Hey, 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 Bobby, hey, hey, mira, 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 hey, Bobby, hey, hey, right? Oh, man. So it's okay. And, you know, I was asked, like, a, a couple of times, like, hey, man, like, what, why, why are you, like, why do you treat Hector so good? Why are you so nice to Hector? What has he ever done? And it's like, and I try to explain to people, it's like, well, one, um, like Hector's always happy, right? Even like when he was grumpy, he was still happy. And it's like, but the first time I saw Hector was uh, one of the validation exercises, right? He, he was it, he had just gone to the unit and he was in the cap T for like a week. And then something happened and they switched him and put him in Charlie company and put him out and into a validation exercise, Right. Hadn't trained up for it. Barely knew the guys on his team. And he was out there and it was like... You know, it was one of those crazy uh, shooting ranges where you have to like maneuver and they have you doing all this crazy stuff. It's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, it's just like, what is this garbage, you know? And they give you these stupid directions. Nobody's paying attention. And then, like, Hector, like... like and, just, and then just, bah, 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 just shooting. It's like... You know, just shooting at the target, hit some, miss some. It's like he was given no time to train, no preparation for anything, and then did the validation exercise, had a positive attitude, and then we had to go to Puerto Rico, right? And they sent him with his team leader to do a, a KLE. His team leader didn't speak any <clears throat> any Spanish. And his team leader was trying to conduct the KLE like you would in the Middle East, right? Where so you're talking to the the person, yeah. And and he wasn't looking at Hector, 
So the role player was confused, like, am I? And he looked at me, as like, am I supposed to speak English? It's like, because he keeps looking at me, but like, I don't understand what he's saying. And like, it was confusing, right? Mm. And so Hector's trying to translate and then trying to explain to the guy what's going on, why he's doing that, and taking notes, taking and notes. trying to take pictures at the same time. Get burned out real right? quick. He's trying to do a, a three-person job by himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like the OC, right? Ready notes. It's like, and they thought, like, Hector was like, thought, like, I was going to tear him up. It's like, no, this guy's awesome. Like, he has 100%. Like, he has a good attitude. Like, he's doing the best he can. Like, it, yeah. Like, he was given a horrible situation. For those two weeks and did the best he could and still had a positive attitude it's like how can you not like somebody like that <laughs> yeah it's like because yeah. i would have just i would have complained the entire time this is stupid you're all morons slap somebody with a notepad <laughs> yeah it's like i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> yeah yeah you can you can you can burn out real quick just just between the translating you burn out yeah and that's yeah. why I like Hector. Like, people were like, well, I mean, you're the team sergeant, so you're the charter force pro. It's like, you're the medic too, right? It's like, yeah. It's like, when we were in Peru, it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, my team leader, right? He was like, uh, you know, we need to give the guys practice, so go with one of them so they can run the KLE. It's like, or I'll just go by myself because the junior guy didn't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I taking him? So he can practice. What, what is he going to do? He doesn't speak Spanish. It's like, how is he going to run the KLE? It's like, well, you could interpret for him. I don't know. I'm not a terp. No, that's why I don't I'm not a terp. I don't terp. Tony, don't terp. Oh, man. I'm not a terp. So, but, so, we're going on almost about an hour now. Uh, that was quick, man. So, well, yeah, I mean, they usually go by pretty fast. Um. Like I said, when I had Alfredo on here, Alfredo, I love having him on here because he's so animated. But it's like, it's like Alfredo. Like <laughs> I said, I'm smart enough to tell him, like, hey man, we have a time limit because I know we're gonna blow past that time limit. <laughs> you know, I'm a quiet guy, man. I'm a quiet guy. So. No, 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 no. Like, I know you have other things to do, so and, and that's fine. But before we go, um, uh, we always do shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for anybody? Nah, I mean, nowhere, nobody I can think of, right? And uh, due to the fact that I cannot say certain names, I don't. I want to say last first name, last name. I don't, I, but I don't want to say the last name, obviously. So, so no. But uh, there's a lot of people that, a lot of people that took me to the level that I got in the military because I don't believe anybody in the military gets promotes because of their hard work no you promote because there's people under you that are working for you or with you and bringing you up right and I think some of those people get unrecognized and they get forgotten by by leaders when when they become seniors uh, and there were there were some some more than others, but there, there was a few people that really uh, um, had a lot to do to to help get me to the rank where I got uh, before I got out. Uh, there was also leaders that are no longer 
some, uh, many of them are no longer in the army. They retired. Uh, but those, those were people that taught me resiliency when I was younger in the army, when I was younger in CA, because uh, 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 they really taught me resiliency. And they're the reason why I got out at 20, because I was going to get out like at eight years. Uh, and there was a few people that came came in and and for some reason believed in me. And yeah, uh, I got farther than I was. I thought I was going to get in the military. So, yeah. Sorry I can say your name, but I'm sure you know who you are if you're listening to this. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you why you thought you could do everything uh, right now. Yeah. Is because when I saw you when you were up in the S3, yeah. you were doing everything by yourself. <laughs> no, no, man. There's always some other people fucking working. Well, well yeah. Oops. I mean. It came out. That's all right. It came out. That's all right. Just one. That's all right. Yeah, but it was... What, Hector? So it's two of you doing like a three-shot job. Come on. Manning constraints, you know. There's manning constraints and stuff. Like, don't give me this officer BS, all right? I've I've gone off on multiple episodes about the nonsense of officers, and it's like, get out of here, man. Like, go go shovel your propaganda to somebody else, because I'm out, and I don't have to buy it anymore. There are some good... I, I was lucky. I mean, I, you know, like everybody, yeah, your good ones and your bad ones. But I, for the most part, I was lucky. Uh, there were some solid officers. What I have realized is that the majority of the quality officers don't do a full career. They realize their potential and they get out. Yeah, I'll give you there that. There was one young captain who I talked to and he was like, he was on the fence. He was like asking me. This was after I got out. He's like, hey, you know, I just want your opinion. It's like, look, I'm going to be perfectly frank with you. You need to get out. If you want to continue to serve, join the reserves and get out. You have too much potential to stay in the military. This guy just like, I'm in this PhD program for global leadership, right? Mm-hmm. What is leadership? I don't know. You can't taste it. You can't touch it. But when you see it, you know that. You know it. it. Yeah. That guy, that guy's a leader. It's like, you need to get out and do anything else. I don't care if you want to go be a garbage man. You're going to be like the leader of garbage men. Yeah. You'll, you'll be running that place. It's like, you've done your time. Like, how much time should somebody have to do in the military so they can say they serve their country? A day? 30 years? That's up to each individual to decide. Right? Yeah. And so I told him, it's like, this is just my opinion. You can talk to the other officers, like, go talk to a battalion commander, brigade commander. My opinion is, get out. Go work for a three-letter agency if that's what you want to do. Go work for corporate America. It's like, you will be successful. You, you do not need the military. The military needs you. Yeah, I'll give you that. There are a lot of officers quality guys real leaders and then they normally don't stay in for the long run interesting how that works yep yep I'll give you that so for me I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody in the uh, the cohorts that's in the PhD uh, global leadership program at Troy University it was a great time out at Montgomery Alabama um, I was explaining that in the military, it, 
it was rare for me to get support. The support that I usually got was, well, figure it out. Make it happen. Don't be stupid. Get your head out of your ass. Right? Like, like oh, okay. Like, so at some point, you just stop asking, right? It's like, I'm just going to do it on my own. Right? For DZSO. Like, everybody thought I loved Jump Mastery. I hated Jump Mastery. You loved There's it. Not, no. I hate it. I'm afraid of heights. I hated Airborne we School. We all are afraid of heights. You loved it. No, I didn't. You want to know why I did it? I'm just because my first sergeant said, No, my first sergeant said, you're going to go and you're going to go until you pass. Okay, so I went. And that was when I was in 82nd. And then after that, like I, people were like, oh, well, he loved doing that. It's like, I'm doing it because it needs to be done. And I know you're too chicken shit to even go to, air, to jump master school. That's why I'm doing it. Not because I love it. It's like, I don't want anybody to die. Because there's nobody to do this stuff. <laughs> so yes, I will be DZSO for the 75th time. You got a DZSO badge before you got out, right? I, I do. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> at, the, at, at the dump. At the city dump. <laughs> oh, man. That could have been so a good to, going away gift, though. No. So to get that support outside of the military that was the first time i've ever had that where i had a where people were interested in just to get to know me the person not to hey well uh you know you're a medic right so you can help me out with this or you're a jump master right you can help me out with this like i don't know it's like hi how are you doing my name is so and so it's like it, it just blew my mind away you have like hey give me honest opinion on my dissertation topic and then to hear the second, when uh, you know when I started going on my rant about the term Hispanic and how I hate it, like that's that's your dissertation right there. That's it. <laughs> it's like I can see it in your face. You're so, so emotional passionate. about it. You're so passionate. That's what they said. Yeah. You're so passionate. That's your dissertation right there. It's like I had never thought about it. It's like no, no, the veteran stuff. That sounds like you're interested in it, but that that Hispanic. That's the one right there. That's the nerve. It's like, it's like oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if I got time, but uh, another thing that I've learned, and I think I think we all need to learn before we get in the while we're in the military is trying to get the per, trying to get to know the person. Uh, it changes everything. Even even the culture affects the way you communicate with somebody. Right, how effective your communication is with somebody else is because your culture is different, right? Uh, and there are jobs in the military that focus on culture and all this, but I don't think those jobs always take culture into consideration when we're trying to communicate with other people, right? Um, and I think trying to know the person uh, uh, is is very important. Makes everything a lot easier. Uh, and I, that's something I'm not, I'm not going to tell you I'm a hero because after so much time in the military you get you get in the program right so it's like get shit done let's get shit done uh, so you might not have a time to get to know somebody but if you have the time to get to know somebody it will change the way that person does their job it will change the way uh, uh it can change the mood and productivity of the person just by you being better at communicating with them. So, some I've learned. 
out here. Yeah, nope. So this is my office, and you know, um, you can only see a little bit, but over in, let's see if you can see, it's my little uh, bookcase, but it's like a tribute to anime stuff, right? Like, how many people in the army even knew I like anime? Like, I geeked out over that stuff. I didn't freaking know. You never, no idea. I just found out. Right? Nobody did. No, nobody. And why? Because you're right. Because we don't take the time to actually get to know each other. Mm-hmm. A little bit here and there. Just a little bit here and there. But, nope. um, I was talking to one guy who's getting out and he was talking about, uh, he was going through this uh, skill bridge program, mm-hmm. mentorship program. And they were telling him, like, look, when you get out of the military, like, you have to be authentic if you care about your co-workers, your employees, you're going to find out that most co-workers don't care about each other. They're co-workers. They go to work, do a job, get paid, go home. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. They're not BFFs, and they don't pretend to be BFFs. And they ask them, it's like, when you're in charge of a team, like, did you care about you guys? Like, of course I cared. It's like, why? It's like, wow, well, you know, it's like, was it because you needed to make sure they were um, mission capable? It's like, if... If Mission Capable had nothing to do about it, would you care about them? They're like, well, damn. No, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. And it's like, being in the military is a job. The military tells us we're a family. But the majority of the time, it's not. It's, it, it's a job. And we need to understand that. Because once that job comes to an end, how many people... People are so amazed that once you get out, how quiet it is. You don't hear from anybody in the unit ever again. And why is that? Because you're, you decided to get off the train. Mm. You're no longer a value. We can't. You're not mission capable anymore. Okay. No hard feelings, man. Like we had some great times. Good luck or no good luck. I don't care. Masalema. See you guys later. Bye. If you need help when you transition, listen to this podcast. Email me. Call me. Send me a singing telegram. I don't care. Skywrite in the, you know, hire a jet to do some skywriting. Do whatever. Like, I'll help you out. But, you know, and, and that's what people don't understand. It's like, being in the military, it's a job. You'll make some friends, yeah. But overall, it's it's a job. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that. And that's fine. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's fine. Uh, I tell you, it's it's a little worrisome when when you're out with a friend and he tells you, "Hey, man, you know, I retired, I got out, and then, but now I just feel like alone." Uh, <clears throat> I was I was out with a friend and he told me this. That was a really scary feeling after retirement, right? Because uh, it's very easy, it's very easy for us to lose purpose because the whole time we've been doing, we, we've been going, 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 going. Then you get out, you get out, like you say, you get off the train. It's very easy for you to lose purpose, and then that's when stupid, stupid stuff happens, right? Because you lose, you lose purpose. So to me, that was very that happened to me. And I, uh, my friend was telling me, and that was really scary. Uh, so I'm sure there are people out there that. That got off the train, 
They're trying to figure it out. They don't know how to, but they're feeling alone. That is a very scary place. So if I can help in any ways, just, just reach out. Those those that know me or met me while, while we were in can reach out anytime. It gets dark out there, man. Like I said, the best thing that happened to me in the military was getting sent home from Paraguay. Getting kicked out of country because I was ostracized and then you're garbage. So it made me be alone out there by myself, right? Like that guy, he's just he's just trouble. He's just garbage. So uh, getting out of the army, it's like, well, you're alone. It's like, well, how's that any different? <laughs> your, your story is different. Uh, yeah. Your story is different. Uh, but No, I come on here and I brag about it. It's like, yeah, I was told by... <laughs> Why Waldo Falacio said, oh man, you should just get out of the army. Really, I don't know how many people could get a field grade article 15, a general letter general letter reprimand, removed from the sergeant first class list, recover, get promoted back to E7, get promoted to E8, and then a lateral promotion to first sergeant. It just doesn't happen. And that's not cocky, it's just the truth. Like, your story, your story is different, <laughs> very different. Uh, but, but I can tell you there are there are people there are people feeling alone right after they leave. Yeah. Uh, so best thing it, it, which is the reason also why I started this business is I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't even want to put myself in that situation. Right. So, yeah. um, hundred no. 95.5% into the business because there's still things that are happening in the military later but but yeah gotta find a purpose gotta find the next mission before you get out and, and go full on on that next mission or shit can get dark alright so we're a little over but before we go I wanted to make sure we give uh, Enrique a good uh, send off so we're gonna give him the um, the hype send off I was gonna get a. I was gonna get the other one. No, no, no! You don't get the chivo. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna start using that for when somebody says something like, "No, that's just stupid, bro," and you get the chivo. <laughs> oh man, no! Uh, it was awesome. Uh, good catching up, man. Had a great time. Appreciate that invite. All right, everyone. Uh, so if you're listening to this, uh, thanks for listening. Whoever is listening up in Minnesota, thanks. I just saw that got about 500 downloads over the past few days, so that's awesome. Because uh, nice. up until this point, I think I had maybe like 10 up <laughs> in Minnesota. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, just remember again, uh, you have something that makes you unique. Identify what that is. Maximize it to its fullest potential, and you will be successful. So until next time, zot, 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 and roll tide.